Good morning to everyone. Happy Sunday to all of you. Welcome to Sacred Heart. It's good that we are here. Um, I want to assure all of you as your parish priest that whatever team you are cheering for tonight, I am with you. In, in, including Team Taylor Swift. Uh, we, we cheer for her too. Um, this week is uh, Catholic Schools Week. Uh, Mrs. Anthony Price, along with uh, Elena, one of our uh, eight, uh, eighth graders, she shared a little bit about her, her experience of being here at the academy. So this is Catholic Schools Week. Um, show of hands. How many of you went to a Catholic school? Doesn't mean you had to graduate from it, but went to a Catholic school. I'm the product of Catholic education. This is great. So, um, and then if I were to ask how many of you went to religious education, which usually took place within a Catholic school building or at the Catholic parish hall, it'd probably be almost all the rest of you. And um, every year here in the United States, we pause during the month of January to celebrate the important role that Catholic education plays, not only in our society, but within our church. And as Catholics, remember what we, we read in the scriptures, the truth will set you free, Jesus says. And who is the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth will set you free. The pursuit of knowing the truth, the pursuit of knowing the truth, that's education. This is what makes us like God. And so education is a necessary part of the life of holiness. It is a necessary part of what Catholics are, do, and believe. And so therefore, the church has, since her very beginning, the Christian community, the Catholic church, has always focused on and been very strong in education. And right now, I went and I Googled this last night so I can say this is actually true, the largest non-governmental organization that provides education, the Roman Catholic Church. Tens of thousands of schools, hundreds of millions of students in almost every country in the world, and that has been consistently the case for the history of our world. The Catholics were the ones that came up with the university system. We're the ones that came up with Western education. It was us. We have guarded it, we have kept it. Here in the United States, Catholic education, the idea of having a parish school alongside a church has long been our tradition because it was in the government schools where Catholic students were indoctrinated against the Catholic faith. And so Catholics have long prized, whether or not their children go to a Catholic school or not, long prized having a Catholic school because there at least Catholics will be able to come and learn the truth of the faith. Most of the greatest minds in every aspect of society went to a Catholic school. Taylor Swift went to a Catholic school. All of, and, and all of this is what we celebrate during Catholic Schools Week, right? This legacy of education, brothers and sisters, is something that we as Christians and we as Catholics can be very proud of. People will come and say all sorts of ter terrible things about the church, some of which have been perpetrated by people who are in the church, and some of which are embellishments. But one thing that we are good on and we should be boldly proud of, there is no other organization, there is no other religion, there is no other Christian denomination that is as good on truth and education as we are. Share that. 
That is good news. Use that as a way to invite people to come and say, if they care so much about the truth, there must be something there. We're not afraid of it. We're not afraid of the truth. So, now related to that, Catholic Schools Week, related to that, one line from the Gospel jumped out at me. So Jesus is preaching in Capernaum, and it describes how the people who were listening to him looked at him. And it said the people in Capernaum were astonished at his, not his actions, not his big emotions, not at his miracles. They were astonished at his teachings because he taught them with one who had authority, not just one who was regurgitating what he had heard before. He had authority. And so for the remainder of the homily, I just wanted to offer a meditation on the value of sacred study. Sacred study. And to serve as a jumping off point, I wanted to just share briefly about the life of St. Thomas Aquinas. His feast day is today, January 28th. His feast day is today. Now, I will pause briefly and say for all of those of, those of us who were given the honor of honors of going to the University of Virginia, the greatest university ever founded, um, the patron of our university because it was the patron of our university parish is St. Thomas Aquinas. So I just want to say dogmatically, officially, on behalf of this entire parish, go who's. Um, but St. Thomas Aquinas, he was a Dominican priest, a doctor of the church, someone who's acknowledged as having contributed to the passing on of the faith and the understanding of the faith. That's what a doctor of the church is. He lived in the 13th century. And although he came from, uh, you know, ordinary beginnings, this man was given a profound gift from God, an incomparable intellect. He was incredibly intelligent. The, this man, like the gospel said, throughout his entire life, but particularly in his ministry as a priest and as a scholar, he marveled at the teachings of Jesus and meditated on them, spoke about them, studied them, talked about them, encouraged others to study these teachings and to marvel at them. And just to get an idea of just how prodigious he was. Remember, this is the 1200s. So no computers, no, you know, rapidly producing ink in a ballpoint pen, right? None of that, no dictation uh, uh, technology. His works, which include, and this is just a small synopsis, commentaries on the ancient theologians, Aristotle, Plato, the scriptures, the entirety of the scriptures, his own thoughts on things, disputations, so arguments that he would have with other people that have different opinions about faith, his letters, his homilies, he was a priest, so he preached his lectures at the University of Paris where he taught, composed, if you put them together now in normal typeset, 50 volumes, 50 volumes. He was known to have traveled with four or five scribes, so he would travel, and there would be four or five Dominican brothers that would be with him. He would dictate to the first scribe, from memory, a passage from whatever he was going to comment on, a chunk of the scriptures, a chunk of one of the ancient theologians. He didn't have a book. He had to memorize everything first, quote a chunk of it, dictate his thoughts, and then while that scribe was furiously writing down what he had just said, he'd move to the second scribe, dictate another passage from another work, Maybe the first work was about the scriptures. This other scribe he'd be working on, maybe something about philosophy. From memory, a chunk, then his thoughts, then on to the third scribe, the fourth scribe, 
back to the first. And he did this while traveling, while teaching, while living a rigorous life of prayer. So he is, without a doubt, and you don't have to be Christian to believe this, one of the smartest men to have ever lived just with all that he has done and all that he has written. And I mention him today, not just because he is a feast day, his feast day is today, and because it's Catholic Schools Week, but it allows us to meditate on an aspect of the Catholic life, the the life of being a Christian that many of us overlook or completely ignore, which is sacred study. Sacred study is actually knowing learning and pondering the truths of our faith, sacred study. I was home this past week and I was talking to my dad who is very intelligent. He's one of the smartest men I know, beside myself, of course. Um, He said that uh, Gallup and Pew both report on this every year, that on average, Americans read fewer than 12 books a year with 25% of the population reading zero books. That doesn't mean you have to sit down with a book. Audio books, anything. Zero books. This should be troubling. But I would say this is even more pronounced when it comes to the life of faith. In my experience as a priest, which is not long, it never ceases to amaze me, and I see this in myself too, so this is not just a criticism in how all of you and all the things you do wrong. Me too. It never ceases to amaze me at the level of ignorance that we as Christians allow ourselves to exist in about our faith. Most Catholics are perfectly content to say that the last time that they studied their faith in any concentrated way was when they received their confirmation or their intro to theology class in high school or maybe in college, right? long time often in the past. Most people have never voluntarily, voluntarily read a book about the faith or gone to a lecture about the faith or committed to a period of time of studying the Catholic faith. And even fewer of those have done it as adults, right? Voluntarily studied the faith as an adult, read anything about the scriptures, anything by any of the scholars of the church or the doctors of the church, like St. Thomas Aquinas, his 50 volumes. Most parents don't study the faith. Most spouses don't study the faith together. Most parents don't study the faith with their children. Grappling with the faith is not a topic of conversation at the dinner table. People are able to whip out song lyrics and facts about their sports teams, but people can't remember the Ten Commandments in order. Or what are the precepts of the church? What is the definition of a sacrament? What does the catechism say the definition? You know, if you can't say it, that should be a little bit of a red flag, right? Most of us experience when we do discuss the faith, it's about the rules. It's about the obligations. It's about the thing that we have problems with or the politics of the church, the personalities that are in the faith. It's never the faith. It's never the truth of what it is that we believe and why we believe it and who gave it to us and why it matters. It's just not a priority. Why do I need to know the faith in order to be a good Catholic? I don't need to know the catechism in order to get to Mass, right? What we wouldn't allow in our lives as professionals, 
what we wouldn't allow in our own personal educational life, what we wouldn't allow in the lives of our kids or grandkids to remain at an elementary, ignorant level about something that is so important, what orients us towards salvation, we tolerate in the life of faith. And in fact, we think it's even laudable. Everyone knows that quote, you have to be like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why do I need to know anything about the faith, right? I'm a Catholic. I think I know enough, right? And to say it succinctly, most people are ignorant of their faith and don't care. They just don't care because they don't think about it. But today, St. Thomas lovingly intercedes from heaven for us to be awakened to the absurdity of that claim and the danger for our souls of that claim. I know enough. I don't need to know more. He once wrote, St. Thomas was quoting St. Augustine of Hippo, who St. Thomas thought was smarter than he was. So this is really impressive. But St. Augustine said, none can love what they do not know. None can love what they do not know. If you don't know someone, you won't love them well, right? And we instinctively know this in all of our relationships. If you claim to love your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, your parents, and never talk to them, never spend time with them, never listen to them, never kind of study how they are to get to know them, right? Then your ignorance distorts that love. It betrays that the love there is lacking, right? We all know that. So too in our faith. Faith is a relationship given by God. He has done the hard work. He stands ready. You are my friends, he says. And then he invites us to do our part. But if we claim to love God, and I hope all of us do, but if we claim to love God, if we claim to want to be with him forever in heaven, but don't know him, don't spend time trying to get to know him, don't study his ways, his words, or the truth that he has given that he says will set us free, then our love is a lie. To do our part to make our faith what God intends it to be, which is a living friendship oriented towards eternity, there are two wings by which that relationship flies. Prayer, which is consecrated time where you sit and are just with the Lord speaking to him, and sacred study, learning his truth. And remember, we hear this phrase all the time in the world, well, this is my truth and your truth. All of that's garbage. Your truth doesn't matter. Jesus is the truth. That's the only truth that matters. Knowing that truth, configuring your life and your mind to that truth is the only thing that saves. And both prayer and sacred study drive each other onward and us towards heaven. Holiness is not possible in the face of willful ignorance. Willful ignorance. Study of the truth, who is not, it's not a thing. It's not just a series of facts. Truth is a person. It is Jesus Christ. It is necessary to become a saint. It is necessary for holiness. It is necessary to be a Christian. We need, like the people in the scriptures, to marvel at the teachings of Jesus. Grapple with them, learn them, discuss them. Remember what it said, Jesus repeated this in the, script, in the Gospels, it was spoken in the book of Deuteronomy, 
where it said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How many of us can say that we love God with our mind by studying Him and knowing Him and what He said and did? And the more we know, the more confident we will be in sharing the faith and inviting people into the faith. The more we know, the more we study, the more we will love. It's how it works. So the challenge for all of us, question for you, what book right now are you reading about the Catholic faith? What podcast right now are you listening to about the Catholic faith? How are you studying the Catholic faith right now? Whatever it is, keep going. If you're not doing anything, may I suggest a podcast? Father Mike Schmidt's Catechism in a Year. Go back to the basics, brothers and sisters. Learn the basics, and then from there you will find the things that pique your interest and follow that down the way. Any book downstairs in the bookstore, if you're an adult, maybe not a children's book, right? You can read that to your kids. But any actual book about the faith, have a book that you read together with your spouse. Have a book that you read with your kids. Have a topic of conversation about the faith once a week at the dinner table. Or when you're in the car. When you're out walking the dog. When you're exercising. Something that you listen to. None can love what they do not know. Ignorance is not a part of holiness. Marvel at Jesus' teachings. And the truth will set you free. Praise be Jesus Christ.